Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. Friends, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. That was the title track off of Muscle of Love, which closes out the first Alice Cooper era, the OG era, which went from 71 to 73. So just to recap for a timeline, that was our first episode, and we covered I Love It to Death, Killer, School's Out, Billion Dollar Babies, and Muscle of Love. Five albums in just over two years, about two and a half years based on release date. 1974 hits, and they put out the Greatest Hits album, which was the gateway for everybody on this episode. Joey from Rock Strikes 10, myself, and Baco. Then, Alice Goes Solo. This episode is the concept era. We are covering the years 75 to 78. Welcome to My Nightmare, Goes to Hell, Lace and Whiskey, and From the Inside. And I know, I know everybody's cold. Everybody's got necrophilia, so let's call out Cold Ethel. Jeez.
So, next era. Joy. Intro it. Well, the conceptual era. Yes. Alice goes solo. Ezrin stays in. To a certain extent, Dick Wagner and Steve Hunter stay in because they did play on Muscle of Love quite a bit. And between that, especially with Dick and Ezrin and Alice all working together, and they worked as a three-piece unit. Yeah, how many how many things did Dick Wagner ghost on on the original stuff? Roughly. On the original stuff, it was I, I heard that he he did throw in some stuff in Billion Dollar Babies. Mm-hmm. Now the records are real shoddy on who played on what. Matter of fact, I actually asked. Uh, I think I asked Neil, is it true, uh, the, the rumors, I've heard rumors that even Alice has brought to the table that possibly even Ringo Starr or Mark Bolin even played some stuff on Billion Dollar Babies, but no one can tell because everybody was so out of it. <laughs> All right. But I know Dick did play, He he. Uh, I interviewed him a few years ago, he, he did play a little bit on Billion Dollar Babies, but he played quite a bit, him and Steve played quite a bit on Muscle of Love because at that point, I think, uh, you know, Glenn, rest his soul, uh, really just couldn't hack it. And even live at that point, they were using guys off stage, oh. and it was just a mess. But uh, And then Dick winds up writing, I think, at least 70 songs in the history of Alice Cooper. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. I, I remember that that was like the stat, because he was he was there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, all the way from now until when? Well, he even had a contribution on Welcome to My Nightmare, the, the sequel to Welcome to My Nightmare. So he... Uh, it, it wasn't uh, after this era. He's not on. He's not like contributing. Well, that's not true. He, he's, anyway, he's, he's up to Dada he, mostly. Yeah, right. Yeah, as far as like the majority, majority of the material, he's he's all the way through Dada, and then after that, it's it's like here and there. All right, with Dick, you know, Dick's a great songwriter. So it's kind of like almost like a Desmond Child thing after that, right? But um, you know, yeah, he was there very solidly from the start of this era all the way through 1983 or so. Gotcha. Hmm. That's that's a great history right there, and like uh, people people always ask me, and you're gonna and like we're doing this thing with the original group. Hard to pick a favorite. I'll just go ahead and spoil it. Welcome to my nightmare is probably my favorite album of all time. Like even mm-hmm. over those four, and I think that also goes into the does it work as a record as a whole. And just for some reason, I've always loved this record. And I'll always love this record. So. The start of this era kicks off in the most perfect possible way, and it had everything going for it. It had the one of the best tours of all time. They oh, made yeah. a damn they made a damn movie for it. I, I, I can't believe that. <clears throat> even when I said that was the whole thing about the mystique of seeing the old clips, were I'm surprised more people haven't done that. The whole uh, the the effect where they have the screen and then like he'll come through a cut part of it, mm-hmm. yeah, and then it'll go yeah. back into it, and then it turns into that. I'm really surprised that nobody else used that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah, that is totally insane because it's such a great trick and people ate it up. Uh, people that I know that was that were at those shows still talk about it. You know, and I'm such jealous. Such a simple thing. I'm just yeah. really yeah, it seemed like something that definitely should be uh, adapted. But yeah, especially in this in this day and age of the LED, I mean, like right. it would look even that much more impressive. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to my nightmare. I think you're gonna like it I think you're gonna feel you belong Nocturnal vacation Unnecessary sedation Inside you wanna feel right at home Welcome 
And welcome to my nightmare. I think it, it, it maybe along the, uh, along with Billion Dollar Babies, I think it's best-selling studio album that's not as great as Tits. It probably uh, is. But there is some amazing moments on Go to Hell and Lace and Whiskey and From the Inside. I can find brilliant suggestions for all three of those albums. And, you know, the history there, you know, he keeps going downhill with his drinking as this era basically progresses until the sober from the inside. But even when he was barely paying attention, they came up with some amazing stuff. The sad thing is a lot of people don't own these records. It's 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 really tragic in my opinion. You mean you're talking about the originals and stuff? Well, not just the original, yeah, like the original studio albums and not just the original band, but this stuff right here. Right, this, they, own the, this, they own the hits. They don't own the actual... Yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's that's the thing too is that there's only a few bands that does that this happens for me, but usually like it's hard for me. Like if I I, I build all these, you know, shuffle playlists and everything like that, but it's hard for me to ever put Alice Cooper in them because in the, except for a few select tracks. Because for me, whenever I hear it, I'm like I gotta listen to the fucking album because a lot of these things are almost better in context listening to them in, in full. Because I just remember that's it's, it's Alice is one of those bands you can put on the headphones and just kind of escape into that that zone. Don't you yeah. agree that they're like more yeah. powerful together and in sequence than apart? Yeah. Um, well, I think about that with a lot of stuff, but uh, just with the era we're talking about with Alice, your point's pretty dead on. It's difficult to take a concept record from any artist and just, you know, pick a song here or there and throw it on your, you know, iPod or whatever you listen to. So. And, yep. and Lace and Whiskey is the loosest concept, but there is still a concept to it. Yeah, that that one's that one's all over the place. The, the I'll tell you one. The other, the second song that really disturbed me as 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 a, as a young young boy was the uh, the Awakening on on Welcome to Nightmare, where it's just that little mm-hmm. bit right near Escape, where where it says that following a trail of crimson spots leading to the night, and then the, the part where it's like these crimson spots are dripping from my hand. It, just the way he is. Again, it's blood. I guess I'm really freaked out by blood. <laughs> yeah, I think you. I think you might be. Yeah. I wake up in the basement. I'm so hungry. I'm dry. I must be here sleepwalking. Listen up. Looking for my wife Following a trail of crimson spots That lead into the night Makes me feel like a man 
like I'm saying, all those little transitions there are uh, yeah. really cool. It, You're right. Joey chimed in on the production, and, and uh, one thing that I will add that it sounds like we're going to disagree on pretty heavily, I thought this was starting with uh, um, after Welcome to My Nightmare, because uh, that, that's a brilliantly recorded record. But especially the production on Lace and Whiskey. And I'll leave from the inside out because I, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I listened to that one. But um, uh, Lace and Whiskey, I, I think, is very poorly produced. It almost seems like this is when Ezra is starting to get into his heavy drug use and things of that. That I mean, I'm speculating. That, I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's a that, very, that's very shitty-sounding record compared to a lot of Alice stuff. Um, leading up to it, especially the stuff that Ezrin was involved in, I think it, it, it gets weaker uh, after Welcome to My Nightmare because, I, I don't know, I didn't think uh, Alice Cooper Goes to Hell was, is I don't know, no, as tight and polished yeah. and, you know, um, and I don't know, there's just something weird. And I like Lace and Whiskey as a record, to be honest, but it just, something with the production seems a little off. Yeah, I feel, and the other thing that you can definitely argue about why Lace and Whiskey doesn't work is that, like the aforementioned, like I said, It's Hot Tonight definitely belongs on Goes to Hell. I actually believe that the last two songs on Lace and Whiskey, which is I, I Never Wrote Those Songs in My God, should have been at the top of From the Inside because I think they tell the story of From the Inside before it ever even happened. It's almost like he called a shot even though he was... He doesn't even have a memory of recording Lace and Whiskey, and especially the second half of the album. But uh, and that's what makes it a disjointed album in that sense. But oh, this yeah. was, if you read his bio, which every other chapter is great, and every other chapter is about golf. But <laughs> and that's true, by it. the way. Uh, no, so I've read. The, I've read the. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. it's an easy read because you just read every other chapter. Uh, <laughs> but that's him hanging out with Peter Sellers. So you're drinking and hanging out with Peter Sellers. Your brain's a little disjointed anyway. <laughs> so that's Lace and Whiskey in a nutshell, I think. It's a great lost album, though, as far as, you know, if you're looking for something offbeat, that's the one. Now, quick quick uh, uh, trivia. What rap artist sampled It's Hot Tonight? Ding. Beastie Boys, What Comes Around, Paul's Boutique, 1989. You got it. first time i heard that riff and actually like years later i heard that i'm like it was driving me insane like i know uh, me too we do it because i couldn't i couldn't place it and that's and paul's boutiques in my top 10 desert island oh that's great uh, fucking amazing 
But uh, yeah, that riff and it came along. I was like, what is that? It, this, this is also coming from a guy that I couldn't spot stuff early on as far as samples. This is from a guy that didn't even realize that Tone Loke was using Hot Blood and Christine 16 on Funky Cole that, Medina. I know, that's, that's insane. And then the other part I'll just say for the Beastie Boys was that I never, uh, the first time I heard the drum beat for when the levee breaks was Ryman and Stealing. You know, me too. Opening, yeah, opening me track too. there. And then uh, She's Crafty. The, uh, yeah. It, that whole thing, Zeppelin or Sabbath or Credence, you know, right, like right. the whole record. That's nuts. <laughs> and then, then the, so I always heard, I heard the originals later. So it is weird when you hear it that way. Anyway, um, so you picked the actual song, Welcome My Nightmare, right? Did I get you right? Or are you still picking the song? No, I, 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 I haven't committed a song to this concept era. I will go with a personal favorite just because it's, I'm just going with a nerdy fanboy pick here. Sure. Last song on this era from from the inside. Inmates, we're all crazy. Great song. It's uh, the man. If you're you seem to be disturbed by these kind of lyrics, and I think that this this song will definitely cover that in a nutshell. 100%. It's not like we. It's not like Woof. we did something wrong. We just burned down the church while the choir was inside singing religious songs. I know. I like, mean the tracks. They run over people with trains. shrinks. <laughs> they talk to the shrinks. No wonder we're up the wall. We're not stupid or dumb. We're the lunatic fringe who rusted the hinge on Uncle Sam's daughters and sons. With roller coaster brains. Imagine playing with trains. Like we don't know the score. We're the fragile elite. They dragged off. 
the street I guess they just couldn't take us no more If you don't mind me just just adding a little bit more what, i don't have it in front of me i've heard that album so many times but i can't what's the one where it's like track five and it's a love song where they go kill somebody and cut them up in the bags yeah millie and billy millie and billy yeah. a beautiful story yeah. Such torture his memory brings All sliced up in sealed tight and baggies Guess love makes you do funny things Oh, Billy, oh, Millie Criminally insane Whoa, Millie Is that produced by Bernie Toppin? No, it's it's co. It was co-written by Toppin. Wagner co-wrote the music with Dallas, but the album was produced by the guy that ruined Chicago, David Foster. Yeah, that's the only problem with that. There's a great songs, but I've always thought that that would be awesome if they if they like almost like just made that album again. You know what I mean? With better, in, in a sense, it could stand a little bit of remixing, but at this point, I'm not a fan of George Lucasing any record, sure, except sure, for sure. A, except for Injustice for All. Oh, no kidding! You ain't kidding about that. <laughs> but uh, sorry to segue. Okay, so you got you got your favorite at Welcome, and you got your favorite uh, track Inmates. And did you say a least favorite album? Oh, I mean, just just by that argument on principle, I'd have to say Lace and Whiskey. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I mean that—that's with a gun to my head. Fair enough. So I'll do mine real quick since I've already uh, been interrupting, which again is is the theme here. Right. So <clears throat> my favorite song, the title track of "Lace and Whiskey," "Lace and Whiskey." Oh. I got the lyrics pulled up here, and, and, and it, it's such a catchy little chorus. But he's basically saying, "Let me see the last part." And, and uh, all this is going on while there's a chicken on stage dancing with them. 
Yeah, that, I, that whole thing where I saw clips from it is just weird. That that's the other thing too. I thought was very unusual. Is at some point he decided to to hide his band, which I thought was kind of a dick move. Like when yeah, the whole thing. And like, they, they're uniform. They wear uniforms too. Like there's like the spider outfits. I think on that tour or also on the from the inside tour, Madhouse Rock. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just basically just just come near me, keep putting a drink in my hand. And he's basically just just wasted. It just kind of like says his uh, where he was at that time. is one that listen I could go just like you pick a bunch but that was just one that's uh, that grabbed me when I heard it and but the least favorite album would be that and then favorite easily welcome my nightmare we don't need to go into that 
anymore. But I will say this for the, the production part. So the production, the, the reason I was going to the whole Ezra thing in the beginning part is it was more bare, is Welcome My Nightmare was just throwing like, it was almost like, you know, George Martin just throwing like tons of extra stuff on it, which all worked for that album. But it's interesting because that's the production I think that that Kiss bought or wanted for Destroyer was that whole... That they didn't want the Ezra of the original, they wanted that production. I think is what they got. I think they wanted billion dollar babies uh, from Rose. And like, and great comparison by the way with the George Martin thing. If if revolver, if billion dollar babies is their revolver, then Nightmare is, is a Sergeant Pepper. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, what about you, Baco? Well, um, out of all those, honestly, if I'm going to sit down and listen to one record, it is Lace and Whiskey. I have to wow. think Decibel Geek. Wow. Yeah, er, um, earlier this year, one of they or an eight, well, the last year would be now. They did like a best of I don't know whatever year this came out, right? I don't know. It, they talked about it. I, it, was, it had to be one of their year in reviews because um, my wife is a massive Cooper fan, and she did, didn't own it. So then I tracked it down for her, and um, I, I think it's great. It, it, I, it, it's an oddball record, but I kind of I don't know. I have a history of liking some of those. Yeah, and but, even the Ab- ABBA fan in me loves "No More Love at Your Convenience" because how that wasn't an ABBA song. <laughs> yeah, that's time. actually a. <laughs> uh, I guess now I'll be thinking about that when I listen to it. Uh, <laughs> um, favorite song of the era is "Go to Hell." Um, Good one, Good choice, great live right? too. Yeah, one of, the, one of his one best, of the best riffs ever. too. Uh, the whip. Oh yeah. And funny, you, funny as hell you, too. Yeah, the, the lyrics are untouchable. That's him. That's him. At, I think that might be his best. Uh, maybe not. As, it's hard to pick best lyrics, but those are definitely the, the most evil slash cynical, sinister lyrics. And it's so blatant. And the fact that he's turning it on somebody and it's not him.
did want to touch on um, a more well-known song on uh, Welcome to My Nightmare. Um, I think uh, uh, Only Women Bleed, in, oh. in, in a certain way, by itself, it sums up, like, if you wanted to just package Alice in a little ball in one song or whatever, because it's a very touching and, and emotional song, and the title couldn't be more disturbingly crude. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It, 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 just that juxtaposition is something that he was, you know, you know, amazing at, especially during this time. That's a you, masterpiece, you know, and 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 the fact that yeah, the women, the fact that the women got it, uh, that that to me is the best part. I talked, I'm dropping names again, talking to Dick Wagner about it. And he said Gloria Steinem named it the Women Anthem of the Year that year, and every great cover of that song, and there's a there's quite a few, are all mm-hmm. done by women because they do recognize it as an anti-abuse song. Yeah, and it's, no, and it's, it's beautiful to boot. So, well, yeah. you do know the original title was called "Don't Trust Anything That Bleeds for Seven Days and Doesn't Die." Oh, <laughs> wow! So he cleaned it up. You're saying? Yes, he did. All right. He's like, I had a hard time fitting that into a chorus. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, that didn't become a pad commercial later on. You know? right. But it was weird. Days. I mean, that, that title is <laughs> the title is so bizarre. But the, I had actually heard the. I had only heard the single version for years, and then, then when I heard the actual album version, I'm like, oh, now I like this song, because that whole, yeah. you know, the beginning, the middle part where it, it changes up job. and has that, yeah, but when it has that kick, it cuts out the fucking amazing solo on the single. It's my, my least favorite single edit ever. picks again Baco for Lace of Whiskey for record um, go to hell for the song and least favorite would have to be from the inside only because it's again my least familiar of the four cool well now we'll move on to 
the what lost I call the era. lost period. And I, I and my, as, as we're all in agreement, his best stuff. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pounce all over you guys on this. <laughs> that's what you're gonna do. And, no, no, uh, no, and not no, not to no. spoil. I'm not gonna spoil the documentary, but there is probably the greatest and most shocking Alice reveal ever from that era in, in the documentary. So go watch it. It'll explain quite a few things. All right, friends. That is the end of the concept era and a little preview of the next period, the lost period. Name that because of the fact that these albums were very hard to find back when everything wasn't available for one click online, and also because Alice hardly remembers recording these albums. We're covering four albums from the years 80 to 83, where basically Alice continues his descent into both madness and substance abuse. Now, we mentioned Lace and Whiskey was kind of an indication of where he was at the time. Here's the lyrics. I'll end up a broken old hobo, with red and yellow eyes, swearing and drunk and dying, but no one's surprised. That's a long way from today, babe, as far as I can see. So shake off your shoes and go and get me my booze and lay your love and your laces on me. He takes it definitely one step further. Complete image change and just insanity. So anyway, that'll be coming out soon. But before we go, I'm going to leave you with Nurse Rosetta, who will definitely pop the buckle off your Bible belt along with Escape. I don't know about you, but I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I got to get out of here. See you next time. I'm a ship for the Pentecost. I got my scriptures and my wires crossed. I got no kids and I got no home. They want us holy men to live alone. Since I've been here for a little stay, See Rosetta a day by day. She turns my head, makes me cough. I wanna tear my collar off, and I, I just can't sleep at night. Rosetta dressed in white. She got the devil's light shining in her eyes. Assuming damn some advice When underneath I was a regular guy My pulpit melted like a block of ice When the bolt of lightning hit me from the sky From the stretcher when they wheeled me in I stared directly in the eyes of sin Nurse Rosetta standing over me And I was helpless as a man of God could be I just can't sleep at night Rosetta, I won't let her catch me peering down her sweater, fantasizing silk suspenders on her thighs. Miss Rosetta, make me better, secretly my eyes undress her, let me feel your tongue depress her. I'm suddenly twice my size, my pants are all wet inside. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 